and we are back. Hello, everyone. It has been almost a, over a month, I think, since I did an episode. Had a nice little lovely social media break, cleared the head, focused on my acupuncture and my 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 inner peace and my well-being and all that, whatever you want to fucking call it. It was a great reset. I need some time off. I just focused on me. I didn't focus on the internet, likes, promoting, none of it. Uh, I needed that so bad. And I'm back. And I have a guest I'm super excited about. Uh, I know I have a lot of friends in the death metal world. And I've only had like really one guest that kind of flirts the death metal line. Well, I am promising this this one that I have today. Not only will he deliver, we may or may not share the same name. Now, before I, I bring him on, just a reminder. I know I've been a little inactive. Please, you know. Follow the show. I got the socials right there on the screen. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, and obviously the Twitter, because who isn't on Twitter these days? You know what I mean? Um, please, you know, follow on there. Subscribe to the show. Uh, I mean, this is a vlog, so it's primarily on YouTube. But if you're listening on a podcast, be sure to subscribe. I appreciate your support. This is basically like one of three things keeping me sane through the pandemic. Anyways, enough about that nonsense. That's not why any of you are here. My guest today is my name twin. I guess we kind of sort of look alike. We're both from the same hometown. Joel Horner. What's up? How's What's it going, up, man? My man? Joel what, number two. Dude, you are Joel. You're the only person I will ever refer to as Joel number one, dude. <laughs> I think it's Joel, just age related, though. It's not anything to do, right? Well, I think you, I'm a you, older. you're a little older, but you've been in the scene longer than me, too. So, like, I'll, I'll bow. I'll pay. I'll kiss the okay. ring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, I know, I know, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. So for those of you who might not be familiar with Joel here, um, he is most known besides for being an awesome beer drinking badass. Uh, he plays, correct me if I'm wrong, you play bass in Odious Morton? Bass and yeah, some guitar, but yeah, and I guitar. did guitar for a little while, but yeah, bass. Too. Yeah. So bass and Odious Mortem. Uh, he has his own podcast recently called the Cali Death Podcast, which is awesome. Everybody should check it out. Uh, we'll get, well, what are some guests you've had on there? Who are your favorite guests you've had so far on the show? We had one yesterday. I really, I mean, the last, I mean, I really, there hasn't been a bad one for me. I have fun every time it's, it's, you know, learning, meeting new people. Usually it's friends. I know yesterday was Joe from uh, Intronaut. Um, we've had, we had Greg from a Legion on the weekend before. Um, we had cattle decap. We had a full cryptopsy episode with all of cryptopsy. Dude, that was um, that episode I caught and it was awesome, dude. I love, I love that band. So, totally. yeah, it's a it's a cluster. You know, we we have a few hosts and then we had the whole band. Plus, we had Mike DeSalvo, which who sang on two of my favorite uh, uh, Cryptopsy albums as well, just to be on there as well, just to be a full kind of lineup with extra members. We didn't have Lord Worm, but we had everyone besides that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it was awesome, man. It's it's we, we kept it together. I thought it was going to be a, too much of a cluster, but we it, we kind of held it together and it wasn't too much people talking over each other. Dude, yeah, I was gonna say with that many people, that's what I'd be worried about. Is that? Yeah. Is that? Um, and then you know, Joel, you were also correct me if I'm wrong. You had a stint in decrepit birth as well, right? Yeah, yeah, for about four years, five years, something like that. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, that's right, that's right. I think that, that might that, have actually been when we met. Is when you were in the birth. Yeah, so that kind of was the last second thing. Um, basically, uh, Black Dahlia murder hit up decrepit birth and was like, "Hey, we want to take you out on a full tour. Like, pretty much every show's already sold out." blah 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 the bass player at the time was kind of like i don't know if i could do it my job and then with i think i had like three weeks or something um they said joel do you want to do it we were already sharing a, a drummer and uh, and a studio together 
and uh i'm just like screw it i'll just i'll just do it and i just learned all the songs and just jumped on the road with them and then another tour hit and another tour hit and it just kind of like kind of and then i was in the band you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah so, i just kind of kept cascading yeah definitely so that was fun man and that that, that gave me all my probably 90 percent of my touring experiences and and you know people that i've met and countries that i visited have been all through decrepit and i'm super thankful that's and, awesome uh, i wish i could have kept doing it but it was just kind of a financial struggle for a while and i needed to i once i hit 27 i think i was like all right i need to start thinking about money and like paying for rent in Santa Cruz. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, on the note of Santa Cruz. Yeah. So Joel and I are both from Santa Cruz. We have the same hometown, um, which is funny because we didn't meet each other until years after we had both gotten our feet in the local music scene. So, you know, uh, Joel, I know you said you've watched a few episodes of the show. This is going to be really weird. If I'm fucking talking to myself every time I say your name, um, <laughs> you know, how did, I actually don't know like your background. Like how did you get into like underground or heavy music or whatever fucking stupid adjective, you know, there's all these adjectives and genres these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. how did you get into death metal or the metal scene or whatever you want to call it? Um, I mean, that's funny. Cause I haven't even thought about this and we ask people that all day on our podcast, but for me personally, it was, uh, I mean, I was into like, you know, nineties alternative and stuff like that. When I was a kid, my dad, you know, classic rock was always playing classic rock. He was a bass player always taking bass lessons in the other room and i was always hearing right. that and, and uh, i was kind of had that my grandfather was a pianist for the grand Ole opry oh so right. um yeah what? i know i know totally, i know true that's how my grandmother and grandfather met was at the grand Ole opry um that's fucking that's, i did not know that that is awesome my, my grandfather was touring in the like 50s so i mean so that's, i guess it's kind of in my blood that's sick dude that's like honestly <laughs> yeah. sick it's a you know he played for dolly parton and all, all these crazy fucking acts but um we can cuss on here right yeah oh yeah oh i don't give a okay. shit. fuck yeah i don't give a shit <laughs> but uh yeah no so um it started with my you know, father my mother was a big influence too um showed me a lot of because i was starting to get into guitar my brother was probably the biggest influence um he was into metal as a you know i was a kid listening to um Soundgarden and stuff like that then i i went through my corn limp biscuit um slipknot phase yeah Respect. yeah i went went that went hard in that and i would you know had a corn shrine in my junior high school room. Um, I mean, were you really like, have you ever really lived if you didn't have a new metal face? There's know? some people. No, I talk to people on this, on like the podcast. I mean, if they're, if they're a year or two older than me, they're like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. If they're my age or a little younger, they're like that. They had to go through that almost. Yeah. There's some people yeah. that skipped it with like punk maybe. And then they went to metal or something somehow. That's fair. Punk. That's fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, the new metal thing kind of got me from, you know, more like catchy, like rock tunes to like kind of angry. And it was something it just hit at the perfect pubescent time for me. Yeah, I was going through dude, puberty yeah. at the exact time when like uh, like uh, uh, Life is Peachy was coming out and stuff like that. Like I was it was perfect timing for me. And it was at the heat of, you know, and then then Follow the Leader came out and the Significant Other and yeah. all the Seven Dust and all the Spine Shanks and all the, I was like nothing yeah. face and all that stuff. I was into all, all of that. that, all of that dude. Yeah. And actually, you know, I, this is something I haven't really even brought up. I actually used to run a little website when I was a I was about 14, 15 years old called sickness.net. And it was a sickness spelled like the slipknot. So S-I-C-N-E-S-S.net. And uh, it was a metal interviewing um, news site and actually did pretty well for like, I was on dial up doing all this and um, oh, this is like in the nine, this is the nineties. And um, yeah, I got to go backstage and go hang out with like Soulfly and get to like backstage at Ozfest and stuff. Oh, and I was hooked, I was hooked up with the Roadrunner with, um, you know, the, who's that guy, Carl Severson, 
Yeah. Uh, who actually, Nora, he's a singer of Nora, but then started his own label. Good yeah, Fight, I think it is. Well, he did Ferret. Ferret. A Ferret. Ferret. And then um, they, something happened. Sony or the distro seized all the catalog. Who know, I don't totally. ask. But yeah, but Carl's he was, a, he's a Ferret now. Or, well, he's a Good Fight now. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, he was the uh, the the person I dealt with when I was like a 14 year old dude trying to you know get bands and stuff. He was the the main guy I dealt with back then at Roadrunner. So he oh, was awesome. like my in with Roadrunner, and he was I remember just asking him like, "Hey, what bands do you think are gonna make it?" And he was like, "Well, there's this brand new band called Kill Switch Engage. I think they're gonna start getting pretty big pretty soon." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then look at them now. I was like, you know, it's a bunch of little funny stories. Oh, yeah. If I lied about my age, I told him I was 18. Um, yeah, so I was just this little kid with a recorder. We just go, you know, record. Like I rec- interviewed like Spine Shank, um, Soulfly. I want to say I did like Head P, uh, Head PE, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, a bunch of like new metal bands and stuff I was into. Um, and then that kind of, and I was on all the little street teams and stuff. Had all the you know boxes of all the stuff to hand out. All, all yeah, the yeah, yeah. And um, slowly, that was in the middle of my progression to death metal. Um, got into Sepultura. Sepultura was like going from Slipknot, and went Slipknot to Sepultura, and then Sepultura then went to Pantera and Slayer, and then Pantera and yeah. Slayer went to like uh, Cannibal Corpse, Deicide, Morbid Angel, and it yeah. was in and back then the only reason why I even was listening to death metal um, was to shock my friends. It wasn't anything I liked really. I, I mean, I, I just thought it was crazy is all I yeah. thought. I, I didn't really think it was anything like worth listening to really. I just knew it was like scary and crazy. And I would show yeah. my friends like, check this stuff out, man. Like what you think you're hard, check this stuff out. And it just kind of progressed from there. Um, I ended up linking up with taste of blood. That was my first band was taste of blood with Tommy and, uh, Derek who went to the faceless. And, yeah. um, so that was my high school band. Um, we I did, did not know it. that you were in that band originally. I mean, I helped start it. It was me, Tommy, Garrett, and Martin, and Derek. But yeah, we 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 started in high school just to kind of play the battle of the bands. I was kind of going more down a death metal route, um, and I wasn't really in. I mean, I wasn't really contributing. We were doing like Poison the Well covers, and we had a couple of our own songs, and we won the battle of the bands at Aptos High, and this is like two thousand one or two. Oh, and um that's when like and like our principal our vice principal that everyone hated like tried to make break up the mosh pit and got like punched in the head and like so we we kind of became like at the end of my high school career we, i was kind of a little like we became a little bit of a legend because like, <laughs> yeah we got that's like fine. everyone got the mr golden sorry i said his name but everyone hated him and he was like no 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 moshing and then and they were like handing out these gloves if you had these gloves on that means you had to mosh that was the rule <laughs> that we like didn't tell anyone and just turned this and they unplugged us after two songs and we got like you know first place and took all the money and bought you know pot and beer, but tight, um, tight. but yeah, so it started with that. That was my first band experience because I knew I liked to play guitar, and um, I was yeah. just from my watching my brother and listening to my dad, and I, I went to a learned a couple Slayer songs, and then friends were like, "Oh, we have a drummer now. You want to play along with him?" I'm like, "Yes, I, I don't know. I guess that's the next progression." But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how it started, and then from there, um, I started jamming with Carrie Gear. And then Carrie Gear and I kind of we couldn't find a drummer to do our thing. And then I, I met up with the Odious camp. They were looking for a bass player. They had not really had one. Um, and they tried me out, and I got it. And that was like 2004. And they and were then, already they were already established by then. Yeah. Yeah. They, they I mean they had a demo out. Um, I think yeah. their first album was coming out. Um, okay. already, already was just recorded like a month after I met up with them. Oh, so. Okay. Um, and then I met up with the first album was done and I was like, this is super awesome. These guys are amazing. And I love the music and it's super challenging. 
Um, and they just, after one practice, they put me on their website going like, this is our new bass player. And I'm like, holy crap. Like I'm in, like I'm signed unique leader now. Like all the bands. Uh, That's so I, sick. I know. I was like, I'm going to play with my favorite bands now. Like all this crazy stuff. It just happened so quickly. And then, um, and then, yeah, the decrepit joined decrepit and, and kind of got deaf in one ear and lost a bunch of money and, <laughs> no, I, I, mean, feel, I, think... I, feel, I feel like that's the sum of every tour story like, <laughs> yeah. like you know because i toured with you know i started with arsonist worked with a bunch of other bands and them yep. over the years and it was like everyone was always like dude like how was that i was like a short of like waking up in a new city every day and getting to see and and experience and eat and eat awesome things mm -hmm. i was like it was fucking shot like I don't, I don't walk right. I have one knee bigger than the other because I dropped the guitar cab on a knee when my knee oh, was loading a stage. Like I was like, it probably took years off my life. Like, yep. you know, Arsonist and I were in two van flips. Like I almost died twice, Jesus. you know, like, you know, rest in peace, Patty, Patty, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know no, what I, I mean? I gave a uh, Patty uh, bass lessons right before he passed. Um, he was coming to me for bass lessons all the time. And yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. He was, well, was, he was paying me in marijuana. <laughs> as it, i miss man, that guy though yeah. nothing that about that awesome. nothing about that admission surprises me <laughs> yeah. in the slightest dude no i love that guy i love yeah. that guy that was super sad man he would called me that yeah the night anyways but yeah that yeah. was a that was a tough loss for me man that was uh yeah dude that was that was close to home and yeah we were just we were starting to get to the point where we were hanging out like every other day kind of thing you know um, we were yeah. just like new newly found friends you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but that yeah, dude was that just was... such a ray of sunshine. Like totally. there's definitely some things, you know, him and I didn't agree on, on like a business aspect, but mm -hmm. like that, I, I loved him because that never affected our friendship. Yeah. You know, like he didn't agree with like the way I was being, a pro like some of the ways, you know, when I, when you're, when you're young trying to be a promoter for the first time, you don't know anything. No one, yeah. no one's there to help you. You know what I mean? So that, that's tough, man. That's a tough position for you to be in. Cause especially cause you're putting your money on the line and businesses, you know, and, and a lot of bands think that they should get certain things that hasn't haven't been earned really by the people that have not showed up or the the drinks that have not been sold or you know things yeah. like that. And people are like, well, we're entitled to this. Well, it's like, well, that means you're screwing me now. So yeah, yeah, it was so, so long ago. I mean, like honestly, you're you're the first. I don't I didn't I don't even remember that. Usually when I bring up Pat, I don't know why I even brought it up here. But besides that, like I, that dude, like he taught me. He was the one that he was like, dude, if you want to be a promoter and do shows and work with music who cares if you can't play an instrument like live your life dude like he always used to say fuck it one life you know what i mean yeah like and to me that was always the that was yolo before there was yolo to like me and my group of friends you know and so like yep let me you know i mean pat's literally the one who named me joel cupcake you know what i mean oh wow that's, that's literally the only reason i still go by that and as at the age of almost 35 you know <laughs> yeah. like it's because he called me that and i mean you know how it is dude in santa because i walk around santa cruz people call me cuppy cake cupcake hey cupcake like dude like there's if i ever tried to be like don't call me that people would be like the, i, the fuck I think you? it kind of works for you too just because you're fucking super nice and adorable and like you're tough like you're still you got the joel name but you're kind of like you're also really nice and like like you just want to give you a i want to give you a hug every time i see you it's like thank you thank it's you just like a, it's like an adorable thing like but like yeah. you're still a badass though it's like yeah. you, so like you go for so, it so so do you know the story no, no, no! Tell me. It, it takes like three, it takes like three seconds. Okay, everyone else listening at home, I know you've heard it a thousand times. So I'm fucking sorry, but it's my show, <laughs> so I don't care. Long story short, we were like driving to the middle. So the first arsonist tour we ever did was in my two door hatchback Honda Civic 
Jesus. and Arthur's old like Odyssey minivan mm-hmm. or like Toyota's whatever Toyota's old minivan was. Yep. It was fucking terrible. But like, so we did two tours like that. And in the middle of the night, it was like two, 3 a.m., right? We're in a Safeway or a Long's or depend, you know, it depends on what you, what it is, where you are in the country, you know, we're in the middle of a grocery store. And, you know, I uh, was a big like sugar. I'm obviously a big sugar person, big guy. You understand, you know, yeah. I like my, I like my fucking sweets, you know? Yeah, so I, for some reason on, on the first like two, couple tours, I had like an innate obsession with my late night snack was always a hostess cupcake. Oh, okay. Don't know why. But so long story short, we're in the middle of the grocery store one night. We're all m- mobbing around, meandering, like, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? I get Pat knowingly calls me over to the sweets aisle, like, hey, fat ass, come over here. I got something for you. And he hands me a thing of little Debbie cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And I look at those and I go, the fuck is this? This isn't hostess. Little Debbie's a fucking whore. Like loud as I could, middle of the grocery store, and then I threw the pack of cupcakes on the floor. And like literally from that day, like I don't even think I think like starting literally like the next day, he just called me cupcake for like the dot till and anytime anybody asked, he told that story. Like Damn. and so That's it's awesome. just it just stuck, dude. And then like, you know, they wanted to write that that song. Um Scobo versus the Cupcake Battle of the Bulge. Originally, mm-hmm. like that was supposed to be a song about like the Greek titans of old clashing with the mortals and the gods, like all this crazy shit. But like there was something with like Century Media and like everybody was worried. Or no, wait, that wasn't even the Century Media record. I don't know. They were all worried about actually naming it after like historical events and people that used to exist. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're just going to write the song about the two fucking most ridiculous like chubby dudes we know. And that just happened to be me and Scobie, you know? So, like, Scobie, dude, right? <laughs> so, anyways, okay, enough about that. Oh, um, you know what's funny? The little Scobie side, side mission. I know people might not know Scobie, but Scobie's amazing. I love Scobie. He has this way he talks. Him, Chase, and Naveen, and I brought this up on uh, Naveen's podcast. Oh, no. And they they have this talk with, like, what's up, dude? How, how's it going, man? Uh, yeah. yeah, bro. What's dude, uh, the prime? You know, That's my, prime. My, my favorite is like, those two dudes, because I don't really talk to Naveen, so I'm only going to say Kobe and Chase. Without fail, doesn't matter how sober or or not sober they are. Literally, dude, and a pause. Always a pause. Never a sentence after the word dude. Dude. <laughs> Sup, man. Like, Sup, man. Like, every time I see Chase, I'm like, Chase, what's up, bro? He's like, dude. He's like, dude. And then he, like, shakes his head, like, four or five times. It's like, so good to see you, dude. Like, <laughs> lo- dude, I love that guy. I love that it's guy. A, it's a dialect. It's a very specific dialect. I've heard a couple people kind of pick it up, but those yeah. three just have it like. I, I definitely used to be a lot more of the like dude surfer lingo. And I think I got it from spending all that fucking time with, with Scobie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think he's the creator. I think he's the yeah, creator. For those, of you that, for those of you that don't know, not to be like a weird name drop episode, but like Scobie used to drum for Moria. He's filled in for Arsonist. He's like the lo- one of the local like Santa Cruz drummers. He's been he's filled in for like fucking literally every band. Yeah. Um, except Brain Drill because he can't play that fast. Um, <laughs> and then Chase is our buddy Chase. I went to high school with him. He was in Taste of Blood, Animosity, Scour. He's in Continuum now. That's his current project. Um, is he? He might be playing live guitar for Entheos. I don't know if that's still in the works or not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. I haven't, I, I haven't talked to Jason in like six months. <laughs> I don't know if that's been. Uh, I don't know if they've officially said yet or announced that, or if that's actually happening. But I heard that rumor too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like again, I haven't talked. I, I haven't talked to him in the, at all. He texted me on my birthday last year during the pandemic. Like, hey man, hope you're good, dude. Hope this is over <laughs> soon so I can buy you a beer, dude. Like that was it. <laughs> you know, that's the last time I talked to him. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but dude, yeah. So. Dude, that's tight about the, the base lessons with Pat. I totally forgot about that, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so, that was when uh, the Century Media thing was happening. So that was like mm-hmm. he was getting ready to think maybe to record or um, he just wanted, you know, he was kind of newer on base, um, but wanted ideas on how to write over um, guitars because, you know, arsonist is so all over the place. Um, yeah, he wanted he was just, you know, freaked out. Like, what do I do? How do I, you know, approach yeah. this and stuff? And he was he really had his like what he wanted dialed in. He, he knew what mm-hmm. he wanted. Like he knew that the, the the goal that he wanted to achieve. That's one thing I always it was made it easy to teach him, you know? Yeah. Do you have um, a memory of, of what's your favorite memory of Pat? Uh, just for posterity, just for my own pleasure, actually, that doesn't even. I mean, to be honest, man, I mean, it was just him just walking in and the lessons and just dropping a bag, a big old bag of weed on my, like a quarter or something and be like, bam. And just like, just, he's, this is chill vibe. Cause I remember when I first met him, I didn't like him, which is weird, but I didn't, I just kind of got a weird vibe from him when I first met him. And I think he was, cause he was kind of like standoffish and, um, I tried to maybe go up and talk to him and it was just awkward or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a couple years later, um, I forget how we even got connected. I think Arthur might have connected us or something. Yeah, it was either Arthur or Chase for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh then he came over and we started just sitting and talking and smoking doobies and stuff. And we just that's how we connected was was the that plant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's but tight. yeah, no, just I just loved his his uh I loved his um just his attitude and his style, man. He was he was kind of a unique guy. Like I liked uh I thought he was gonna be kind of a follower when he got there because he was kind of like seemed like he was kind of i felt like he was just jumping into the the arsonist camp and trying to like be a part of it and stuff and i didn't know that like that he literally is like one of the funnier cooler guys in that group you know i really i really liked yeah he had his own style um so i mean it's been so long i don't even like i can't even remember that 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 on its own is great because that's a perfect like anybody that knew pat knows that it's a perfect description of how how an encounter with him would go yeah like yeah so i don't know if you know this i went to socal not out okay. so yeah. I I went to high school with so d- do you ever meet uh Johnny Pat's best friend the other tall yeah. lanky guy yeah yeah yep yeah so Johnny uh Arthur Nick Bain um do you remember Alex like the original original arsonist singer or I'm sorry no. sorry sorry not singer um I think, what did, he, did he fucking play keyboard the dude he always wore the fingerless gloves I don't know dude that band's okay. had we we literally added it up. That band's had like twenty three members, dude. Yeah, like, you know, I only really know Remy, Arthur, Pat, Garen. Those are pretty much the only guys yeah, I really yeah. know of that band. Um, and I, I, I felt like a jerk because I became friends with them like later in my touring career, and I hadn't really seen them. The first time I actually saw them it was pretty funny. First time I actually saw Arsonist was we played the New England Metal and Hardcore Festival together, and um. We, I ran into him in the parking lot and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, Santa Cruz, what's going on? And we just, yeah. you know, partied a bunch and they're like, we're going on, blah, blah. And I watched him there for the first time. I watched him in New England for the first time. And there's Santa Cruz lived down the street from me. And I felt like, hey, it, dude, dude, it happens, man. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it happens. It's different scenes, too. You know, the 418 thing, I was pretty much there for 
taste of blood shows animosity shows and um when we played shows and yeah. stuff like that um which you know r.i.p 418 jesus christ oh uh, that's i don't even know if i want to talk about that on this episode dude. <laughs> oh boardwalk too just got and uh, oh i know dude. yeah and we lost, and that's a big one and we lost slims last year too so slims was like... supposedly already on its way out that's what i heard that it was gonna yeah. be sold it just kind of expedited with the uh yeah the article the i read was that they basically were like we haven't been able to afford this on like earnestly and we've been thinking about it and the pan- the pandemic was basically just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back you know yep. what i mean definitely so, but yeah but 418 and you know the, the the business of the 418 is still open they're just in a different building but like and a couple of people have told me that and i'm like dude it's the building is the memories dude yeah like, yeah yeah you know like there's a reason the last show we did there was like I think Nick did a show in like 2016 and that was maybe the last show there. Mm-hmm. Like, because they were just, it was, they were so centered on the being a dance, a, a dance, you know, hall, you know, That's right. and so they just got over like, you know, every time I had a, a metal car show, somebody broke one of the fucking mirrors on the wall mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. You know, they got, I respect it. Like they had a business to run too. That was, that was their community center and they let us in there for years. Yeah, so, so it, it was basically closed four years ago. Then we want to make it a little easier for us. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like been around and like we could use it on like Sundays and like I think it was like Wednesdays. Spencer would know better than me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, like the the option was still there, and like that place really helped fill the void, especially after the vets hall shut down. You know, totally. totally. So and now we have the vets hall back though. So yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that survived the pandemic because you got that back right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Literally you did one we did, show. We did one show. We were about to do two. Two. And then we you s- canceled we s- the day of at like two o'clock. That yeah. show with Wolf King and um yeah. a bunch of Vail- other bands got canceled. Yeah. Vail Noth, yeah. Yeah. I was I was so looking forward to that. And that's when, to be honest with you, that's when I took the pandemic seriously. Um yeah. was when that when that finally because I was kind of like, well, you know, the Vets Hall show's still on. Um, I know everything else is shutting down, but I think Joel's gonna still pull this through and blah blah. blah. And I was like super excited about it. And then, um, yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, all right, well, this is maybe for real. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that whole thing, like, so we were all going back and forth because, like, you know, Penup's a team of dudes. It's not just me. Most people only know me, which is which is fine. Like, I don't – it's just it's just the nature of things, you know. But, like, we were all kind of split down the fence about it. Like, some of us were like, fuck. Like, some of us were worried. Some of us were like, let's see how this plays out. You know, some of us had better faith in our government than we should have. Except, yeah. you know, you know, but what it came down to is I talked to the venue and the venue was like, we can't guarantee the city or the county won't show up and shut down the show. And I was like, at that point in time, then I have to deal with then it Then it, we go 12 years in the past where if I if I shut the show down in the middle of the show, do I not refund anybody and pay the bands and be an asshole to the fans? Or do I refund the show and not pay the bands? That would have got shut down for sure. Exactly. That would, yeah. And, and like- that. It was that, and then it was also like, like I've been very lucky. Like we've never, I can't believe I'm about to say the statement. I've never been sued. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been doing shows for 16 years. I've had, I mean, like I don't know, I don't know if you were at the Set Your Goals. It was like Set Your Goals, First Blood, Alcatraz. It was like a huge mix bill at the Vets Hall. Somebody stage dove during one of the metal bands on this girl that was there to see Set, uh, set Your Goals, mm-hmm. and she was like. I mean, like five, Demolic. six, and like she was looking up, and when the person jumped on her, her head literally went like flat, and then Jesus. she just fucking blacked out. Like before she, she, she literally like 
blacked out on someone from the impact of the stage dive. Damn. And like, we had to call, that's the only time I've ever called the cops on my own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, yo, this person is hurt. Like I need someone here. The mom was like, the mom showed up and I was like, that's it. I'm done. You know what I mean? And yeah. She ran, she ran in and she's like, She's like, and the, the daughter had ice. We had water for her. The paramedics were already talking to her. And the mom was like, oh, my God, you got my little girl out of there. Like, you already called, like, the, the paramedic, like, thank you. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, you're welcome, man. Like, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not just going to let some kid get hurt up my shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was know, like, I, I was totally expecting the, like, st- the, like, angry parent spiel. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. girl was like, the girl's like 15 or 16, too. So I would have, oh, wow. that could have been like big trouble even back yeah. in those days before a lot more people turned to like legality stuff in the, in the music scene, you know? So totally. like fucking, I got lucky, but yeah, dude, like, Oh, I mean, so that's all. So did you ever, you did, probably didn't, this is probably before your time. Cause this is, I'm thinking high school, but I saw a show there and we talked about it on the copper crab podcast about the, mm-hmm. um, it was uh animosity and Trajan, abhorrence um and a couple other opening bands but it was on the the underground of the that's the first time i ever saw animosity they were the tiny basement. yeah they were like 14 or something I, like that i probably was there um i had do you know rob like like he goes by r-a-w-b he like oh yeah, the, yeah 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 so him and i went to high school together okay with arthur. so me him and arthur were all the same grade okay um and Rob knew Max from Intrasion, and my ex girlfriend was dating Nate Catilla. Oh yeah, I know Nate. And there was like a, Max, right? Yeah, I, basically, basically, I had a whole bunch of connections to Intrasion, and yep. then um, I call him Fitzy. Brandon from Abhorrence was like yeah, yeah. one of the first people I I that was older than me that I became friends with in the music scene. Yeah. Um, so I was just looked up to him. I, I mean, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm actually one of, he's one of the, um, people that I still connect with still a lot to this day, um, on social media and stuff. And, and, uh, we were selling gear back and forth and I was in, living in Sacramento for a little while. Um, but yeah, no, seeing him at the catalyst abhorrence play, I forget what show it was, but I was just standing up there just like, damn, these guys are just, they made it. This is it. Like I was yeah. like in high school or something and going like, Jesus, like this huge show. Yeah, and like Livewire was playing, like all these are like you know, remember those bands back in the day? Yeah, um, jet, those, jet lag, all those bands, jet lag, yeah, stuff like that. And I was just sitting there, just like with my uh, like jaw open, like, dude, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. Dude, and he, uh, he, yeah, he was a big influence. I still call him Lord Shredder when I see him in person, dude. That was like, yeah, that was always his nickname in our group of friends, at least, you know, totally. So, but dude, oh man, that's insane. Uh, I think I was at that show because I, 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 like I said, I knew Brandon. Um, I don't remember who was who who was playing drums in Borance then. I think it was Andrew, right? Wasn't it or no? Probably. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I I knew a couple different people in the band besides Brandon, and then I, I knew, knew the, Brandon. Okay, yeah, and then I knew the Intrasion dudes, and like we had like I said intersecting circles. Um, I was probably at that show. Like, I'm trying to remember. I know my first Vets Hall show was Abhorrence open for Bane in the basement. I saw that too. And I had never seen that. So I had never seen a hardcore band live before that. Yeah. So I got into hardcore like really late. So I don't know if you know that about me. Like it was, that was literally the last, like it was like, I was like a ska punk kid. Punk got me into like, you know, nerve agents, like the crossover punk. Yep. And then instead of going metalcore, I went goth. 
So okay. I went like Nine Inch Nails, uh, VNV Nation. Uh, I had a like a weird like techno crossover. I was friends with all like the nerdy audio video nerds in high school, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then that kind of brought me to new metal. And then new metal brought me Well, and then I heard Through the Eyes of the Dead mm-hmm. and Red Chord. And then those after that, it was like, and Poison the Well. After I heard those three bands, I was like, oh, I'm over here now. So. Yep. So Poison the, uh, Poison the Well was one of those bands for me too. It was uh I was in the new metal thing still, kind of getting out into death metal a little bit, but um hardcore I didn't even know what hardcore was when I heard Poison the Well. It was when uh, Opposite of December came out and okay. um I was like listening to it cuz uh, all the Taste of Blood guys, you know, we were all hanging out all the time and they were like this is the new thing, blah blah, and I didn't breakdowns. I just was like, "Damn, that's heavy." It just reminded me of uh old or uh Chaos ID from Sepultura. Like it reminded me of Sepultura. Oh, okay. So it's it's like Sepultura really has a lot of breakdowns, but they're not breakdowns because they're a metal band kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, they weren't considered like the breakdowns that we can know today. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those bands like Poison the Well would take that, add like a melodic vibe to it, and then like use the breakdown as like a heavy thing. So you get your heaviness out of it and you're like your cute stuff out of it too. <laughs> you're like emotional stuff out of it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's still heavy. So I'd never, I remember hearing the mix of that being like, like being obsessed with that album. And um, I could still play on guitar like, half that album on guitar <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, like burn in my brain opposite was so sick i'm i always get sh- shamed for this but tear from the red is that's my album by them i i can't argue that i i really i mean i i would say that's a better album actually i would say opposite has the nostalgia even though the the uh, something distance makes a heart grow fonder that four song demo with a different singer that was before opposite i love that it's super that good, was good super catchy yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got like it's super heavy, catchy. Um, you know, has all the like I don't know the, the talking parts. You know, the the build up talking, poison the wall yeah. stuff. Um, but no, tear from the wet when that came out. The tear from the red came out. I was like, and I actually listened to that. Like, it's in my rotation in my like playlist still to this day. Like, mm-hmm. um, well, and then and then, and then rise remastered it a couple of years ago. Okay, I didn't even and know. I that. don't. Yeah, yeah. So if you go on, I think it might be iTunes where it's. So it's like weird, like it was remastered and they did it as both. So it was opposite and tear. They remastered both at the okay. same time. Yeah. But it it was it's a kind of weird because it was like online and then there was like some some issues with like who really owned the right. So it got moved. Okay. Or I dude, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't really matter. You can find a remaster of both records online. Awesome. Did you go I, see them um, in LA play um, opposite all the way through? I missed right. that show. I couldn't get tickets, dude. Yeah, Derek, um, Derek, Smooth D, uh, yeah. or a faceless taste of blood guy. He, uh, me and him were like planning on it. He got the tickets, and I was like, uh, I'm gonna maybe buy some stub hubs, you know, and then just totally forgot about it. I really wanted to go see that, but I might actually go to Psycho Fest in Vegas. I think they're doing that again there. Uh, so I'm more than likely going to that. Okay. And we if I fu- go, we should that- meet up. Oh, dude, of course. Yeah, I'm going with like, uh, if I'm going, um, I'm going with like Dan Defonce and Stefan okay. and um, Maurizio. Yeah, I don't really know Dan. I, I've, uh, we've, we've, people just tell me, I mean, I watch this podcast for sure. Um, yeah. I, it was funny, actually. Quick, well, quick story, 30 second story. I was um, <laughs> listening to the, the, archa- the Archaica um, Dan Defonce uh, episode because oh, yeah. I just, we had just done an Archaic a podcast. Um, on our podcast, and I was like, oh, I want to listen to Jared. Oh, Jared's one of my best friends. He's they literally just texted me right now to come over for a barbecue. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, for tomorrow. Um, but um, so basically, I was I was driving, 
and I was, I don't know if you know the Furniture Dome. It's like this old house that we used to have where like Decrepit used to practice there, Animosity practice there, or like Brangel practice there. Like, oh, I know, like I know what it is, but I don't know. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. So I remember I was driving back from home, taking the back roads on Soquel, and I was like, it was traffic time, and I was, um, I was listening to that podcast and as I'm passing, it's all, yeah, I live in this place. We call it the furniture dome and I'm at the furniture dome when they say the furniture dome. And then they're like, do you know, Joel Horner? And I'm like, I'm like, what the, this is the weirdest. I'm like in front of the furniture dome while they're talking about the furniture dome. And And then they're talking about you. I'm like, what the fuck? So look, that actually stuck with me, but yeah, no, that's, that's uh, I know he's a pretty well-known promoter, right? Or a booking agent. Yeah. He's a booking agent. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they go. So their company is called Continental Touring, and their their actually company meetup every year is at Psycho. So oh, okay, oh fuck, they it. Were, he's gonna go anyways. He it's like so crazy. Like he used to be like the like this like kid from New York that booked metalcore bands, and like uh, you know me, I'm Mister Metalcore. You know that about me. Totally. And so like we've been working together for years. And like it's like I had him on the show for like I've had him on the show like three times. Like I've been on his yeah. show a bunch. Like that it's so funny because if you work with him and you see him in his like when he's like high stressed, kind of freaking out moments, and me, we don't make any sense. But like some reason we just pushed way past the promoter agent relationship. Yeah. And I mean, like he's also the agent for two of my bands. You know, he books Wolfgang. Okay. Who you're, who you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a band. That's on prosthetic. I don't know if you checked them out yet. They're called Summoning the Lich. No, I haven't heard of them. You would love it. It's like Black Dahlia, but it's like awesome. written by dudes that play D and D. So all the shit's yeah. just like epic, like stoner nerd metal, pretty much. But they riff yeah. the whole time. It's just shreds. Hell yeah! So I'm sure Carrie, Car- my friend Carrie Gear, would love that. That's like right up his alley. Those you, two things. <laughs> you guys should check it out and let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. But um, he books both of them for me. Oh, awesome! And awesome. so like. And it's like nice, like we're able to have the the manager agent relationship, the promoter agent relationship, and we're still like really good friends. Like you have such a different perspective of like what you know, because you guys are a band too, pretty much with the bands. Like it's a version of a band, so kind of in the background, yeah. that's making everything happen. But it's like a different like a uh, uh, underworld of things I don't really know. I just know you know about like get there. You know, get your whatever your money for food, um, yeah. drink tickets. Uh, you know, do we have the bottles there? Cool. It's, you know, you know, do I get paid at the end of the night? Um, and then when you know, and then when things go bad, that's when like you hear those stories about you know, that's pretty much like all we really deal with. I mean, yeah. you were someone that actually I don't th- I think the the day I met you was from Chase. Chase brought me. I was a broke, you know, twenty two year old kid or something, twenty three year old, and um. I didn't have money to get into the, or the show was sold out at 418 and Chase is all, no, 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 just come with me. Like, just like, like drag me to you. And I was like, this is my yeah. good friend, Joel. Like, can he get in? You're like, yeah, totally fucking let him in. Oh, you're like super chill. But you were like in like fucking the tour or the, the band promoter mode, you know, we're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, you know, like in full force. So it was just like, Hey, what's up? Bill? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I could see like, it's kind of like, uh, it's you're it's kind of like being in a band what you do it's this it's high stress um mm-hmm. um you know it's more on the financial side i mean bands obviously have financial stress too i'm not saying that yeah but um it's putting the show on is like and i've actually had a you know a lot of questions and how you do it and stuff like that which we can get into off the air but um i'm, I'm really like interested in how you put on these shows and i've uh actually brought it to the i just texted the guys probably drunk there tonight 
and was like, I really would like to get like a death metal. You brought you called me what like a, a year ago about like a death metal something show there um, at the vets hall. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like I want to do like a like a Cali Death Fest thing, like with like with our podcast kind of being like, and then you just basically make all the money, we get our name on it, bring all the bands out, and then like and like make it happen, make it cheap enough for you to, to make it happen, and just like do like a co like uh promotional kind of thing for both of us and have a bunch of cool bands there and have a cool party like, I, I would be so done for that and the vets hall would love to do stuff like that they're they're so about the community because the new guy running it the more basically the more we do there and the more money we make them the more they can help the veterans in our community so nice. it's all to them it's all a circle so they're like and like chris um he lives like i forget what part of town he's from but um he has like a recording studio in Santa Cruz. He's like been recording oh, there nice. for years. I don't know how more of us don't know him. He's like from like the older punk scene. Okay. Um, but What's really his last cool. name? Chris Cottingham, I think it is. Okay. No, I don't know. Yeah, I dude, I never met him and Nick Bain didn't know who he was either. So that could that tells you something. Sp- yeah, yeah. Sp- okay, let me rephrase that. Spencer didn't know who he was. Okay. Got it. So yeah. <laughs> but so but the dude like he took over and then he's like dude he went so when he took over the vets hall and a couple of us reached out to him about shows he went online and he like researched the vets hall's history and he went he found those old videos of poison the well playing in the basement of Lawrence. They, like every time i brought up a show he's like oh yeah like i saw like really shitty like 90s footage of that on youtube and so the dude like he gets it man it's so nice to work with someone from a venue where i don't oh, yeah. have to explain like Hey, there might be this weird shit going on in the pit. Or yeah. Hey, like if all these dudes <laughs> rip off their shirts and look like they're gonna fight each other, that's normal. Like I need you to not freak <laughs> out. Like I hate having to have that conversation with, with video yeah. owners, you know? Yep. Yep. Or the worst but, is like they bring in their security and then I have to tell the security, like, don't don't kick anybody out unless I tell you. And they're like, Are you saying I don't know how to do my job? And I'm like, dude, like, can you not be a macho? Like, don't like yeah, yeah. I, like I'm paying your I'm paying your bills tonight. Like I'm just saying, like things go on a little differently here sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So you expect most yeah. people to know what moshing is, though, and 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 you know, the, well, the the dancing thing is probably new for a lot of people that aren't used to that. Yes, that's true. Those shows, um, because they're just straight throwing punches at each other. <laughs> I'm sure, like that's like a that's definitely a bouncer's yep. nightmare. They're just like, what the fuck oh, is yeah. going on? Here? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. Those those shows usually when we used to. Luckily, the 418 was kind of a lawless wasteland and let us do whatever the fuck we wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we would police yeah. each other. But when I've done other venues where they make me hire security, I'm basically like, listen, if I grab somebody, just throw them the fuck out. I was yeah. like, but if you don't see, like, me, this guy, or this guy grab somebody, unless you see a situation not working itself out, don't touch anybody. Just, just yeah. chill. Like, I'll take the rap. It won't be on you. Like, I've had to do that to so many security guards. And then, like, I remember, like, oh, God, we used to do shows at that San Jose skate place. I don't know if you remember that roller skating rink in San Jose. Decrepit no. played there once, but I don't know if it was when you were in the band. Maybe. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But um, we, I was in New Mexico visiting my parents, and Terror was playing. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I forget what happened, but basically, like, the head of security was one of those dudes where I always had to remind him like, Hey, you're not in charge. Like, yes, you run the security darts, but it's not your show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was one of those, like I kind of had to keep getting it in his fucking head. 
Yeah. And I don't I don't remember what happened. My roommate texted me from the show and he's like, yo, uh, I just staged dove off the popcorn machine at the snack bar <laughs> and secure. And then I, I landed on a bunch of girls. The girls are not mad, but the security, your security dude's trying to kick me out. And Scott Vogel, that's the guy who sings for terror. He's mm-hmm. like, picked up a chair and threw it at him and told him to get the fuck out of his show. Oh, and, I, and I'm not even in this state when this is happening, Joel. And I was just like, God, I had to deal with so much shit the next day. Like, but like the venue owner and then the security, like everybody. And like my business partner at the time was like, do you guys okay? That's booking terror at your, at a roller skating ring. Like, what yeah. did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know that's not, <laughs> that's not conducive to, to mellowness. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, but, but yeah, dude, that's all's back. I'm stoked. I know you're stoked. A lot of us old heads oh, are yeah. stoked. I, I guess totally. I, I think I fit in that category now. I think I'm, you know, I think I can say I've been around long enough that I'm an old, an old dude. Yeah, yeah. Now we're we're old dudes. We're a couple yeah. old dudes. Um, so the X Bar, I I went there. Actually, that was might have been the last show. Is that the X Bar in San Jose? Yeah, ingested. Ingested, ingested, yeah. and visceral discourage. Mm-hmm. That was the last show. I think actual real. Sh- no, I did. I went to one other show after that. Actually, that was like one of the last shows I saw, and I was so excited um, to see what I mean the, the turnout and and for like a, a slam death metal show, you know, mm-hmm. in San Jose, which to me is not really known for no people coming out um, and stuff like that. So um, I was really stoked. I'm like, this is gonna be a new venue we can go to um i'm like i was so excited and then like you know obviously things didn't work out um but that is that still going to be a venue that you're going to book yeah yeah nice nice yeah that, that place is because they're so they're a bowling alley and yeah. a bar and they serve food so they've had they're like the only place that's had every loophole to technically still be open so, so like the, I'll go go ahead so their business hasn't like obviously the bar venue and the entertainment yeah. side has suffered and like they just do every other lane for bowling yeah a bunch of drunk metalheads or or metalcore kids wanting to bowl after or something like that. Dude, kinda, you, you'd, actually, money in. you'd actually be surprised at how many times I book a show there and the bands show up earlier and they're like, can we bowl for free before we play? And I'm like, and it's always like the bands, it, like for terrorists never played the X-Bar, but it's like a band like that that you yeah. wouldn't expect like a bunch of just fucking <laughs> tough, grown-ass, old-ass, like dudes in like a metal or hardcore band they're like yo what's up with the free bowling <laughs> something about bow- bowling is just a, a widely accessible kind of like social tool mm-hmm. i don't it i don't is. it's something about it that there's something about the, how you bowl and how you walk back after you throw the strike and there's like a big like dance song and dance to it. it's kind of fun it's just like no one's really that i mean there's and then there's that one guy that's good and you're like fuck this guy but uh <laughs> that's, but usually, no, but, that's usually me but <laughs> They're bowling like 280 and shit. I, I have uh, my own. I have my own bowling ball, dude. Dude, I want to get good at bowling, but it's just one of those things I've never. Every time I go and I like, I'll do. I'll have one good game and I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, I can do this, dude. This is the shit." And then I'll have like a 80 the next game and I'll be like, "All right, well, I'm yeah. gonna go." Like, I hate bowling. What's the stupid? I, <laughs> like, I, I am terrible now because I thrashed my wrist a couple of years ago and it just like uh, has never been the same. And yeah. it's, the, it's the hand I bowl with, so it's like. Yeah. It's annoying. So generally, I'm like, I'll play you two games and that's it. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because at the third game, I'm missing everything, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like, what's the point? We need to beat you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So Xmart, Xmart's still around. Um, 
have you been to Cornerstone yet in Berkeley? Did you go for a Death Fest at all? Barrier Death Fest? No, no, I missed it. I was thinking Dude, Cornerstone is sick. You will love that place. That's where we're doing. Um, I don't. Dan won't care. Who fucking Defonce won't get mad. That's where we're doing Devastation on the Nation. Okay, He's like, nice. The one, he has. Um, is it Septic Flush is headlining? No, no. Who is it? Uh, Rotting Christ. Oh, that's for uh, 2022, right? Yeah, I think I yes. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's going to be there. The first day of the tour is actually in Berkeley. Nice. So, and uh, I'll be there. You know, you should come because Dan will actually be there. So you nice. can meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's flying out. He's going to spend a couple days with me and the GF because we're all friends. So, I was thinking about hitting him up for like a like what like a little pod swap. You know, dude. I, mean? uh, I was actually going to say you should you should be on this show. I think you guys you guys would actually get along really well. I know both of you well enough to say that. And yeah. like, he's a lot more death metal centric than me anyways, you know? So Definitely. like, I think it'd be great for your pod and both, both, both ways. I'll, I'll connect you guys after this when we're done. I'll oh yeah. Just, that'd be awesome. It'll yeah, be, yeah. It'll be that'd be super cool. Nice. It'll be nice and easy. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, how, so, you know, I'm kind of newer. I'm actually, I'm not newer to the pod game. Cause, um, I don't know if you remember, we used to do, uh, with Riley and Carrie, we did the Rayla cast. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. um, I, I did, I didn't, it was, I don't want to say we, I did maybe four episodes, three episodes out of like the 10 or 15 they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I be, was becoming like kind of a regular guest and that was like so much fun and, and it was so new and stuff. And it seems like with all the podcasts, like uh, jumping up and stuff, I really do appreciate. Cause I, I was kind of like, okay, when they asked me to do the Cali one, Cali death podcast, I was like, ah, eh, well, well, I think the market's a little flooded. Like, I don't, I don't think people are going to want to really watch it unless we have like a real good niche or something to really yeah. get people in. Um, but it's become like a like one of my highlights of my week now like it's like mm-hmm. i get to you know it's basically you know how i describe it is it's basically a green room where i get to talk to cryptopsy you yeah. know like or cattle decaptation or all these cool bands we've had like all these like bands that i've always looked up to or my friends a lot of my mm-hmm. friends are on there and it's just like let's you know instead of like drunk dialing on facetime let's get on this and just like make it like recording I'm, and be I'm, like a little professional I'm, about it i'm that guy <laughs> me too I'm, I'm the drunk facetime friend just so you know <laughs> hey feel free man he got All my right. number sick perfect perfect <laughs> wait actually i don't think i do really oh i, I did don't. i did change my number twice in the last okay. three or four years so when we yeah when we get off the phone yep. so I, I have this problem where every time i update my iphone i get every time i get a new iphone i lose a third of my contacts so weird. like if I've i have that too so i have your number but i think it's from like eight years ago yeah yeah it's the old so, the old so one for sure. we'll, we'll update that when we're done here that's not that that ain't nothing but yeah um my phone number is 831 i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> 831 69 yeah. um yeah um yeah but dude so cornerstone it's uh it used to be a pool hall it was a two-story okay. pool hall so they ripped out the second story so the room holds 500 people Okay, so let's preface that. So it's about it's a little smaller than the vets hall overall, but it has an upstairs balcony that goes all the way around. And the green rooms are at the end of the balconies upstairs. Oh wow! So, so the two so there's three green rooms, and two of them look down on the stage, which is it's loud, but it's still a tight environment for like the partying and the hangs. Yeah, and then yeah. there's another green room, you know, next to the stage that's actually inside. You know, nice, um, nice. But but so. Because it was a pool hall, it has the big, the big old, like almost like an airplane hanger ceiling, you know. Yeah. So it's well ventilated. It never gets too hot. 
the, it, they, the, the room's only, well, I guess technically now it's like two and a half, three years old, but brand new sound system. When they opened, they went over the top of the sound and lights, but then it's connected to a restaurant. So they, they brew their own beers. They have 50 something beers on tap as oh, well wow. as a full liquor bar and a full kitchen. And the food is nice. Like I love when we do shows at Cornerstone because I literally don't have to leave the venue. I can yeah. get whatever I want to eat and drink there. I have uh, a, a, they have a big office area as well. So I, if I need to like dip out and do work for twenty minutes, I can be undisturbed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So it's literally perfect. The sound is is excellent. And then there's a bar. There's also a bar in the room where the bands play. So you don't even have to leave the live room to go get a drink if you want. Yeah, like, that's awesome, man. Everything that's about it is cool. perfect. They even have a, the box office windows outside on the street, so there's no like clogging getting in and out, dude. It's it's very well thought out. Like, that's very cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're getting your venues, especially in the time of so many venues closing. It's very mm-hmm. cool that uh that you still have your venues at least. I mean, I was worried about because you you know you called me up you know super excited about the vets hall, yeah. um like fr- like freaking out. I was freaking out too. You got me like yeah. super excited, and then. And then I was like, shit, we're going to lose that probably. Like I was, you know, out of everything. Luckily, the Vets Hall is kind of like a different kind of organization. Yeah. It's not going to take a hit like a, a venue will. Well, they're, but, so they're, they're a nonprofit. So they get, they got like, they're interesting because they can, they, they've been protected because they're, they're they count as an art institution. But then okay. they're also, the VA takes care of them, the Veterans Association. But then they're mm. also controlled. They're a nonprofit controlled by the county. So like, they've been able to stay open and still offer services to veterans. And a lot of people don't know this, but like part of the reason we couldn't do shows there for so long is because the shows were so frequent and the building was getting disrespected. Like they do like, they do like blood pressure and like they do, they do legitimate medical stuff in the top story for vets, like two days a week, like vets can come and get free basic healthcare checkups and services there. So like you can't have the place fucking thrashed and tagged up and like all this shit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it That's was cool, actually man. it was actually that place holds so, so much respect. Like you know, there's always shitheads at shows. You know this. We all know this, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you remember I did despise Icon, Plasma Rifle, Carnifex, Naraxis? There, I don't think I went to that. That sounds I like something I should have gone to. I've yeah, it was, it, maybe you bands. maybe you were on tour with Decrepit. I don't know. Well, it yeah, was like I've... it was like eight eight nine years ago now. Okay. So yeah, we did weird. that. We did we did that show there, and right before the show started, the dude from the venue comes out and is like, "Hey, uh, someone tagged the bathroom, and it's pretty bad. And I can't. I like I have the stuff to clean it off, but it's gonna take a minute." And he's like, "But you have a sold out show. Like I can't have this going on all night. So like, who did it?" So I literally had to get a, a wireless microphone and go to the line, and I was like, "Listen, here's the deal." The venue does not want the show to happen because one of you or multiple of you tagged the bathroom. I was like, I talked to the venue. I was like, this is your chance. If you come up right now and tell me you did it, I will give you the stuff to go clean it off. And I will not, I will not let the venue call the police on you. I was like, the venue has agreed to not call the cops on you. If you go in and clean it and then the show can start. I was like, but I cannot let any of you in the show until we figure this out. I was like, I'm, and I'm sorry. I was like, but it's their house. It's their rules. And this is not just our space. This space supports the punk community, the hardcore community, the metalcore yeah. community, the veterans community. They that, like they were doing, you remember back in the day, every day of the week, something was going on at the vets hall 
from every walk of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, this is not just our community space. They've let us here. And the dude came up and was like, I, I did it. And his friend came up and was like, I was the other person. And I was like, honestly, Damn. I was like, I'm not going to yell at you guys. I appreciate you manning up. I was like, you both should know better. And I know you know better. I was like, I know it's just a flex thing. Or I probably didn't say flex because back then nobody used that word. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I was like, are you both gonna clean it? And are you both gonna not do it here ever again? I was like, I don't give a shit what you do when you're not in my in my shows. And they were like, yes. And I was like, we're good. They're not gonna call the cops. I've made you that promise. Go clean and we can let everybody in. And like people were actually applauding the fact. And like these were two dudes that are usually like, you know. They don't have a lot of friends. They have like their 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 small crew, and like that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so like I think they were kind of surprised that everybody was like applauding them, like good shit on you, because there was mostly death metal people there, and like yeah, older yeah. people. It wasn't a lot of kids, you know. It takes so, balls to stand up and say something. You did something like that. Like I would probably, if I did something stupid like that when I was a kid, I'd probably like freeze under pressure and not, yeah. not, not man up. Well, I was um, told, I or was told. I would just. I would take credit for it and just say, I want the show to happen. I'm going to yeah. go fucking clean it. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, well, so I was told after the fact that that's kind of what happened is that oh, okay, okay. The dude, one of the dudes that took credit is kind of like the alpha of the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was like, I, I'm going to believe Joel that he's not going to call the cops. So I'm going to say I did it. Yeah. And then the other dude that volunteered was actually one of the dudes. And then like, but the, the main dude that did most of the tagging ended up just being chicken shit, but that's, I probably would have. I probably would have just been like, like turned around to the line, and be like, "All right, let's get like four people and let's just fucking go clean it, dude." Like, let's just do. If like no one stand stood up and, and manned up, see, I, see, like, I would have. That would have sufficed for me in the venue too, because yeah, I yeah. wasn't gonna go clean it. I had to run that. Dude, we we crammed like six hundred and eighty people in the vets hall for Despised Icon. Damn, that's awesome. It was. It was. That was easily the most like insane thing we've ever done. That's for like, the scene, you know. It's for like you're helping yeah. the scene. That's like it's it's important to me. Like I would be something that I would, you know, I'm gonna go. I'll go clean for half an hour. Yeah, or something. exactly. Like, exactly. Just like as long as I can bring my beer in there or something. Like, like I'll totally, I'll I'll do whatever you need me to do, man. You know, like yeah. especially for. I mean, if it was you, because and and you've been so generous to me, and I I really appreciate that. I've always tried to, I always try to 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 pay for things, and you're like, no, 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 you're not paying. Nope, you're not. Nope, you're already on. Well, I was like. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna go spend money, more money at the bar then. <laughs> Thank you, see, sir. <laughs> see, but that makes the venue happy, which makes me happy. You know, totally. So, and I spend, yeah, I'll spend a hundred bucks there. Easy. It's not so. like you're one of those guys where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'll let you into the show for free, and then you don't watch the bands, don't buy merch, and don't eat, eat or drink in the venue. Like yeah, yeah. I, I hate when someone's like, yo, I don't have any money. Can you hook me up? And I'm like, yeah. And then I go around and I catch him drinking on the street corner, like trying to get me in trouble or drinking in the parking lot. Like, dude, you're just waiting for the cops to come shut down the show now. Like, God. and I let you in for free. Like, you like, come on, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Like, don't be like, I know we all want to have fun, but don't be stupid. You know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know so. some people just are. Yeah. They're just kind of entitled They're or they're just mega broke and they want to get fucked up. And yeah. They have an in or something, you know? <laughs> right? Right. Um, oh, well, yeah. Well, well. So, like, so obviously, like, you've you're you're part of the Cali, the Cali Death Podcast team. I don't know why I couldn't say that right now, and I had to stop. It's a little tongue twister. So, you know that that's kind of what you're doing now to pass the time with COVID and whatnot and all that stuff. Like, you know, I know you just said you had cryptopsy and you've had some other cool guests on the show. Like, how did that kind of get started? Like, like you know, like it, let, let's let you know little self self promo you can plug it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well basically casey and and joseph started 
they were texting me, Anthony, me and Anthony about in this group text going like, hey, we want to do a podcast. And I was kind of like, okay, well, um, not, really kind of just blowing it off, thinking it was just a, a cool idea and it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then Casey and Joseph actually got it together and they did a test episode with Anthony on it. And they asked me if I wanted to be on it. And I said, no, I can't or something. You know, I was like kind of weary about like where this was mm-hmm. going. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know that uh, Casey and Joseph aren't like, you know, they're not known for podcasting. <laughs> like they're not, it's, you know, and there's so many podcasts out there nowadays. I was like, fuck, we have like a standard to live up to. I was like super like yeah. self-critical and like I always am and, and self-deprecating and, I, you know, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, well, um, I'll just, you know, I'll watch them. So I'll give you guys feedback. So I watched the the test one and it was good and I liked it. And then I watched the, they got Deeds of Flesh was the first one and the first guest because uh, Mike Hamilton, we, was the drummer for Deeds of Flesh is like, we call him our dad. He's our, our death metal dad. And like, he took yeah. us on our first tour. He was, a, you know, affiliated with Unique Leader. He was the guy that basically got us going and would tell us all the ropes and how to do things and blah, blah, blah. That's so awesome. That's he, he's awesome. always, and he, he's the drummer of Exhume now. So um oh, i didn't friend. know he was in his room now that's sick, yeah dude. about six or seven eight years now yeah he's been he's been doing that for a while i don't know how i missed that that's awesome that's awesome yeah no super awesome and uh so they finally for the third episode they had decrepit birth and they were like well they joel do you want to do the decrepit birth one because you were in the band and just be like a co-host kind of thing too and i was like yeah like I'll, I'll jump on that and check it out and then i proceeded to <laughs> actually that episode i I got a 12 pack of like super powerful IPAs and uh, cause I was nervous. So I was like, you know, getting, cause before with the old podcast, it was just recorded. There was no video and now it's video and I'm like sitting there staring at myself. Like I keep staring at myself now cause it's super weird to look at myself, but um, it's, you know, it's something you don't, it's, you know, you get over it after a while, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did it and it was super funny and we had a great time and, and me and Casey and, and Anthony really, um just vibed because we're all best friends we're all really good friends and joseph too joseph's kind of like a newer edition um he plays in the basically disgorge that band disgorge but it's uh mm-hmm. called to violently vomit now but it's pretty basically disgorge but legal reasons it's not disgorge oh that's um, right there was there was two yes i remember all yeah that. yeah i remember well, no, that, that. there's two disgorges but there's also there's a the, the drummer of disgorge now sings in suffocation he kind of holds air to that name disgorge because it's his band originally i think and so he he didn't want it called Discord without him in it, pretty much. So they decided to do like a same kind of style band, but call it something different. Oh, okay. so Joseph is like this, you know, we call him the professor. He teaches at UCSE. He's a teacher. He's like an I know he's he's a very smart gentleman. He he was here last night drinking with me. It was super actually. And I'll, I'll do a quick plug. He's in a, this new band called Dreamer. He showed them to me last night, and I was like what the fuck you're in this i i just thought it was gonna be like oh someone's showing me their fucking demo like i'll listen to it you know kind of like act excited but i'm not excited kind of thing um which happens a lot with you know people in bands you have to listen to everyone's stuff yes yes um and it's oh oh, trust me i know yeah and you just gotta constantly and it's most of it's not very good so you gotta go like yeah fuck yeah and like point out good things about it and hype them up and get them propped up so they feel good but uh, since they p- you get picky with music after a while, it's kind of hard to really be into it. But yesterday, he showed me this band Dreamer that he's in, and I was like, this shit's amazing. This is like some of the best shit I've ever heard. And so I immediately took it, and this morning, I emailed Willowtip Records. I was like, dude, check this out. They're like, we want to sign them right now. <laughs> like, so I just got that band pretty much like might be getting signed. I mean, at least put them on, put them on the map, you know, for yeah. uh, early, like a deal being out there for them. But um. Yeah, I mean, so basically, I just did the Decrepit podcast. We all vibed, and they were like, hey, we want you to be on as another host. 
and I was like, fuck, you guys already got three hosts. Well, I, you know, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. I'm down. And then um, it was very nerve wracking. Um, you know, bands like Defeated Sanity and all these bands from overseas we were doing. And, um, you know, the the uh, cattle decapitation one was I was really nervous because I know Travis, but I don't really know Travis. Um, we've we've played shows together and I know he's kind of like an outspoken dude and kind of like opinionated guy. And it kind of like I was a little worried because I don't know, like, you know, I didn't want to piss him off or something, but he ended up being awesome. And. You know, awesome. now he's, I consider him a, you know, a lot of these people that I, I go into the podcast a little nervous about it and I keep in touch with everyone now, you know, it's yeah. like, it's basically just a, it's turned in, like I said earlier, it's just a big hangout. Um, mm -hmm. Me and Anthony end up just getting drunk at the end and, and then we're slurring our ending and then that's pretty much how it ends. Um, but yeah. it, they're, we're getting more and more comfortable with it and that's we're good. getting more and more. And the cool thing about the, the, the cool thing about the drinking is that, um, it just allows us to just we'll just ask questions that people won't ask and we'll we'll get stuff out of people that they don't normally will talk they don't talk about in public yeah. or get like stories out of people that people have never heard and that's mm -hmm. that's the most rewarding thing about it is like that's when awesome. we get that like kind of howard stern type like story yeah. out of someone where we're like damn okay well i've never heard that one and that's like pretty important like mm -hmm. um what's it uh, we got uh, my favorite was uh that i can think of was uh travis talking about um when he was a little kid and and someone his parents they had a cow and then the cow one day cornered the mom and then like it was a big scary thing where like the cow was it was like a bull like trying to like corner the mom and like kill the mom or something hit travis's mom and uh so the next day um he just hears bang and then he looks and he sees the uh on a truck is the the bull's name was brian they gave it like a human name and he was just sitting there with his his tongue sticking out like this and that's how like you notice when travis sings down he has all the tongue stuff yeah. and i'm like that's exactly where you fucking got that from i mean he uses it as an actual tool to to adjust the the, the vocals and stuff and, and make different tones and stuff but it totally is like a yeah. he, he even put it together he's like i guess that's maybe why i even started that i don't even know like yeah like, like a well, subliminal well, thing almost yeah totally like like stories like that it's just been fun man and it's you know it's a reason pandemic wise to it's basically me pretending like i'm in a fucking show like and hanging out with my friends it's just Dude. an excuse it's like we're e hanging out at a show that's how yeah. the show like it started as me it was literally like 15 minute episodes and i yeah. was just like talking about tips from the music industry life tips just like hey let's see if people what let's see if people give a shit but it was like an outlet for me because i was losing my fucking mind totally with, with shows gone and then Somebody was like, why don't you have guests? Like, you'd be really good at that. Okay. You know, like you said, you hate watching yourself. I can watch myself all day. I cannot listen to myself. Yeah, I don't, my voice, I, I actually don't edit my episodes because I can't stand listening to my own voice, Joel. Like, Jeez. Bro, I literally just one take everything and post it online. Damn. Which I know I is mean, very ballsy, but like, yeah. I, I can't, I just, A, I don't have the time or the patience to edit my shit. Like if I had somebody that would do it for me, I'd probably let them, you yeah. know, but like, I don't care. And also like, I'm, I'm not worried about the shit coming out of my mouth. Like everybody yeah. knows who I am at this point in time. You know what yeah, I mean? If it's someone else saying it, then it's not your, it's not your fault. It's not well, anything it's like, on you. Yeah. And like, you know, we try to skew away from like, you know, sometimes I'll have the like, Hey, obviously like, don't say anything. You know, I don't want to have super controversial stuff on the show because yeah. you know, Every, I know that this is my show, but everything I say affects pinup, and I and I acknowledge that. Yeah. And so I don't want the rest of the guys to feel like they have to be represented by my yep. opinion on something. So hold yeah, on one second. Go I'm gonna it. I'm gonna turn the. It looks like I'm in fucking floating in here. I'm gonna turn okay. the light on.
and Go then shut the window because it's making a bunch of noise. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Cali Death Podcast. Uh, check it out, guys. Got a little dead air here. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm on one of those um, Facebook Live things where I got like four people watching and I'm waiting for comments. Uh, I do have to pee really bad. But whatever Joel, talking, whatever Joel is just saying, just do it, dude. Just do it. Uh, uh, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, like um, I know you talk to the guys about having me on the show. So everybody in here, I will eventually be on the show sometime in yep. May, right? Yeah, I think it was May twenty. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, it's right, I, around, I it's right around my it's right around my birthday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that'll be tight. So I will oh, be yeah. on there. Uh, I'll probably be the most undeath metal person I have on the show. Okay, so you're be- one of the most important people to our scene, so it's it's Thank super you. awesome to have you on. I mean, you're the one that puts on all the shows. You know, you're kind of the conduit to why a lot of these metal shows, and that's why I was stoked to see the the San Jose st- shows because I'm like, and you calling me going like, we want I want death metal in Santa Cruz, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, They're like we need that back in Santa yeah, Cruz. We do. It's we never do. done too well. Um, I mean, we played uh, one time with Decrepit. I played with Decapitated in in the uh, atrium. And that was sold out. And that was like for death metal. I always thought that was really cool. But um, it seems like, I mean, there's a little bit of a resurgence and people. I think you actually would do pretty well bringing that kind of extreme music. Um, well, I think, I think like everybody always wrote it off as like, oh, that's a Blue Lagoon scene. And it's like, no, it's not a Blue Lagoon scene. It's just the people want to drink when they enjoy death metal. You yeah. know what I mean? But I also think people are to the point now where like more of the young kids and more of the old, the old dudes know each other now. So yeah. It's it's more it's like it's okay for us all to like do shit together, you know what yeah. I mean? And also like there's there's a lack of those shows over the last couple of years because yeah. I haven't always done a lot of death metal and, until recently. Penups the last couple of years that's our that's actually our main genre of music now that we book. Nice, <laughs> like, nice. That used awesome. to be the one we booked the least, and now it's the main. Just you know things change over the years, you know. So I love it, man. I love that community, like. The thing, the thing that sucks is like there's still some of the politics, like yeah. like I get oh he's the metalcore promoter like I don't want to play for him, or like oh like oh like you, well, you don't want, play then yeah it's like oh 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 like I can't tell you how many there's always the stubborn death metal band where I'm like hey do you want to open up this show and they're like how how did you get that show, and I'm like <laughs> what like I'm like why is that important like do you want to do you want to support these bands or not? Like, yeah, don't yeah. To, like, cause uh, especially a lot of the death metal bands still around, at least have one or two members older than me. So yeah. there's always the like, well, why isn't this a DNA or why isn't so-and-so booking it? Like I wouldn't have, you know, like, of course I'd be on the show if they were booking it. Like, you know, and it's like, dude, I'm, I don't know what you want me to tell you, bro. Like I'm not the band's booking agent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, we've been doing death metal and it's been going really well for us. You know, like do that ingested show was fucking oversold out. We like oversold the show. Nice. Dan, you that was hear, good. Dan, Dan, you didn't hear that if you're watching. <laughs> um, we like over. It's okay. I got fucking ingested fucking wasted that night. So they're, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. Jay, I got fucking Jay, wasted that night. Dude, everybody was, I think that was, you introduced me to Jared that night. No, it was fucking the guitar player, Chris, uh, oh. who's in of archaic and, uh, uh, he drove down going like, yeah, man, I'll just have a couple drinks and I'll drive back. And he literally, I was outside like smoking a cigarette with some people I haven't seen in forever because you know when I'm drunk when I'm smoking cigarettes. And um, like literally I get a call or on a Facebook call from someone inside the venue and they're like, dude, your boy is getting kicked out. 
And I'm like, what? Like I literally, he was fine uh, when I left. And then he just, cause we kept showing up there. We, we ran into like 10 people we knew and they yeah. all wanted to buy us drinks. And yeah. which is like, and we were like, you know, we're both seasoned drinkers. So we're like, fuck yeah, boom, boom, boom. And like taking like all these shots down, all these drinks down. And then um, I guess I just went outside and he took like a couple more shots. And then he just, he just all of a sudden like his head was cut open and he oh, was no. like, yeah, it was like, and like, yeah, it was just a bad scene. And, and so we had to take an Uber from there to Santa Cruz. And uh, Ooh, yeah, I, bet, I, I bet that yeah. was fun. Yeah. I was about, and I was thinking that the Uber driver was going to pull over pretty soon too. He was like, it was me, uh, my friend Aubrey and, and him. And we were just like, just trying to keep him like, dude, it's all good. And like, I had to like, carry him to his fucking room oh, and uh man. yeah that was uh that was a good one but uh no that was a good night man that was uh but yeah. still it's like uh it's one of those nights i haven't really experienced in a long time you know like i used to i used to always be going to shows and have those drunk nights and um sacramento was was popping off when i left um sacramento um that, yeah. was, that scene was really starting to get and i've talked about it many times on the podcast but um that scene's really blowing up there too so it's cool to see it actually coming residually over here a little bit because they have yeah. shows like weekly there death metal shows that are you know anywhere from you know five people to 400 people randomly yeah. it'd just be yeah. like a random local band and then everyone will just decide to go because it's a show you know like on yeah, a we've tuesday been, we've been doing yeah. we've been trying to bring some of it back to fresno too oh well, yeah yeah because yeah, I, I have a, yeah i have a buddy that is is part of the pinup family now that's we're working with over there and like nice. we've, done a, we've done a few death metal shows there, and they've all done decent. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, Sac's still the the strongest market for that, which is fine. Yeah. You know, like I'm okay with that. And then we do some stuff. Um, uh, surprisingly, dude, we do some shit up in up in Petaluma at the Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah, I play there. That goes, yeah. dude. That goes. The death metal stuff is fucking. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. If you want a good like older school feeling show like even the young kids like everybody just it just has the because you're in a fucking old theater that's turned into a skate park you know yep. what i mean like it just has those fucking just grimy just fucking metal vibes dude i love it dude i just totally so yeah. we've done some sick shit there we are trying to work on a few things there coming up as well but fuck yeah yeah that's awesome so, man but yeah um dude fucking holy shit man we talked about so much stuff <laughs> yeah that's, thanks for having me man I, I i do have to meet some friends over at chili's pretty soon <laughs> okay well you're not free we have a few things we have a few things we have to do before that you, okay. you can go all right i do have to i do uh, have to pee really bad you can go pee i can i, I can, can go pee yeah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah take your time take your time here i'm just gonna pee right here okay do it gonna, no, no. You're, you're on you're on camera no just kidding uh, <laughs> all right i'll be right back all right all right yeah everybody thanks for tuning in uh, i've been meaning to have joel on the show for a while like 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 we said we've known each other on and off for a long time become real close last couple of years like good dude odious mortem fucking riffs if you've never checked out his band holy shit check them out like um <clears throat> i'll ask him when he comes back if there's new stuff in the works but odious rips dude and he's a good dude the band's full of good dudes so check them out uh i know he already plugged it when i was turning the light on and shutting the window, but the Cali death podcast, that's them. Uh, it's on Apple. And I think they have a YouTube channel. Um, you can follow Joel on Facebook and shit. All his links will be in the description of the video at the bottom. Um, so I'll have all that shit listed there for you guys. If you want to find him and, and all his links and all his madness. So um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's good to be back, everybody. I appreciate everyone taking the time to check out this episode. Um, people that have been listening to the old episodes, you know, people listening to my my health update videos. It's just me. Um, I lost a lot of like the creative passion with the just me episodes. Um, also, I'm very like self conscious, especially with the Bell's palsy right now. So, I appreciate that, everyone. Um, yeah, it's just been it's just been a good time all the way around. You know, um, I'm I'm relaxed and recharged and. You know, this is my first episode back, so I hope you're enjoying it. I know Joel's enjoying it. There he is. Yes, sir. There he is. Um, okay, so I have like a few exit questions for every guest, so you have to cool. answer them. But before I ask those exit questions, I got to ask you, <laughs> is there new Odious Mortar music coming anytime soon? Yes. Okay. We have a full, full album written. That Tight. happened in the, the pandemic actually brought it out of Casey. Um, sorry, I just ran up the stairs. Um, Casey basically, um, we have a like a bunch of like a riff kind of vault of a bunch of riffs that we've come um, up with over the years. Like there's riffs that we're using from 12, 13 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. But Casey's Casey Howard, and he's not here, so I'm gonna kiss his ass. Um, he is like a master musician. Um, he is, he doesn't like to, he's very humble. He doesn't like to be complimented. Uh, okay, a lot. okay. But, um, and I, I try to a lot on the, on the podcast and I see him just going like, uh, he doesn't like it, but, uh, no, he, yeah, do, uh, it, do it now. Do it now. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's going to probably listen to this. That's so going to be perfect. Um, no, Casey, uh, he's, he has his own music school. Um, he's a, a better guitar player than me. He's obviously one of the best drummers. Um, probably a better bass player than me. <laughs> um he's a better vocalist than me not not that i even sing but like he's just everything he's got all of them down like pretty much dialed in classical yeah. guitar he's Jeez. got a degree in music and stuff um but he basically just when he sits down and his his business kind of took a dump because of the covid and stuff so um he basically was stuck at home and his parents are at risk so he didn't want to hang out with anyone makes sense um so he just basically stuck in his, ho his house and and he literally, I'm not even kidding you how insane this guy is. He literally wrote the album, I want to say in like three or four weeks. Like he just sat down and just, and it's like, a, it's going to be the hard, like the craziest, most like progressive, crazy album we've ever had. And I've, you know, we have all the files and um, he just writes it on guitar and guitar pro and uses our riffs yeah. and then basically just creates, he's a guitar pro genius. Like he can put a symphony in the guitar pro. He's He's Damn, just really? insane. No, he's insane, dude. Him and Carrie are um, guitar pro geniuses. So that it's a, okay. a skill that I've I, I've always wanted, but they just understand music to a different level that I just can't I can't get on board. But um, yeah, he just turned out a full a full album's ready to go, man. We got like ten songs, and they're all the our best songs, probably. <laughs> like, and That's they're awesome. just, so we're we're negotiating. We have a record deal coming in the mail pretty soon i Tight. i'm pretty much in charge of all the management and record deal stuff so um i basically just got a bunch of people that were down a bunch of labels and just took i mean i basically just took the best deal uh money wise just because our last album um suffered a little bit because we had uh an engineer that was in charge of everything kind of passed away in the middle of it or kind of passed away he passed away in the middle of it and uh, one of yeah. our great friends it was it was uh it was really hard and, and he mm -hmm. we gave him most of our money and we basically, which, you know, like I've said on other podcasts and stuff that like that was, you know, we're not going to be like, give the money back. You know, it's like we, we love him and we love his family and we want wanted them to have the money. So it's like we got to we got to think outside the box here, guys. And uh, we just bought some recording, some 
basic recording equipment and just figured it out and just put wow. together the last album. So it's it's definitely more of a home uh, DIY sound on the last album. Um, going from Zach Owen to that, people were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's kind of more yeah. um, more caveman style, I like to call it. But it's also got like a very old school death metal sound to it, which nice. I like. So it kind of like it kind of it, it panned out into something that I like um, and I'm Sick. into. But um, I we kind of want to get a super crazy production with this next one and. We just want a bunch of money to throw at it, and we're we're talking to people who are going to record it next after we get the check, and Do and it. yeah, and just put the the best product we can together for sure. If you ever need help with any of that stuff or contacts or whatever, hit me up. You know, for sure. Yeah, you know, we got yeah we have people in mind, but yeah, we have to just really it really comes down to comfortability, and and um, I know Casey and I really like to be comfortable when we're recording and not like in a high stress environment with someone we don't know. So mm -hmm. um. It you know it's probably going to be someone of our our group you know doing yeah. it um which you know Zach's in our group we have Matt Satello in our group and we have a bunch of other uh, recording engineers in our group that right. um even Naveen's in our group there's people that yeah. um that are producers that are um, engineers that are we would definitely love to have do it so it's just going to be right. a logistics thing okay so new odious mortem soon probably next year probably next year that's fair I respect yeah. that yeah. all right all right. We got that out of the way. I know if I didn't no. ask, someone would troll <laughs> in the comments like, you guys didn't even talk about what he was um, <laughs> All right. Okay. I know you got to get going. We've been going longer than I expected, but that's that, you know. That's my what two Joels get together, man. Dude, it's kind of hard. My show, my rules. You don't like it? Don't fucking <laughs> listen. Um, okay. The first, the cheesiest question. What's your favorite yeah. color? Damn. Someone's asked me that a few times recently. Does black count or no? I can't go black. Yeah, that that counts. You can Hold say on that. Black. If Here, it, you, black. On my on my show, you can say whatever you want, dude. Well, since black isn't actually a color, and, and then people throw that at me a lot, so I would have to say brown. I'm a brown okay. guy. I like I'm wearing okay. brown shorts right now. I just like brown. I had a brown car. I just and and farts and turds. Those are funny. And like I just and wood and like I just like brown. I don't know. Yeah. And I like I army I like, a, like a cool army green. Anyways, anyways. Okay, fair. Okay, I, I respect that. I respect that. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, this is the tough one. I'm gonna give okay. you the tough one first. Okay. In and out or Whataburger? Oh fuck. I'm just gonna say Whataburger just because I've had In and Out so many times, and I only got Whataburger on tour. So, um, just because, um, if I, if it was for the you know if I only had each one of them once and I had to choose, probably In and Out. Um, In and Out does hold a special place from going to the Bay Area um for drunk exactly. shows and come, coming back to santa cruz exactly which i which side note you know they built an in and out in monterey right and they still don't have an in and out in fucking santa cruz well, so actually quick little side note my dad back in the 90s and i think it was uh mid 90s him and some um some rich people um that he were friends with he basically went to the in and out office to get uh in and out in santa cruz he was like what does it take to get a fucking in and out here? And they're like, basically, no, because there's no billboard. They want a billboard and they want an off freeway entrance or off freeway like billboard thing. They want like a big advertisement and you need like, and this is in the 90s. They wanted like over a million dollars to even sit in the same room with them like and talk about it. So 
Um, but they yeah. got that at least that information out of it. I mean, the 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 billboard thing I think was the main thing that um, excited Santa Cruz because we don't have billboards. We have the one coming over seventeen, and that's all you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I think I know somebody because I used to live in Scotts Valley. I know someone mm -hmm. tried to put one where the Hilton is, but In and Out literally said we want that exact spot, and Hilton had already signed the lease for the oh, okay, and so they were like. Yeah, because nope. you can see it from the freeway. Yeah, yeah that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, that. And then I know that the guy who owns the property that all the Burger Kings and half the McDonald's in Santa Cruz sit on, he sits on city council. So I know he was trying to ixnay it because okay, obviously his business is going to get hurt if there's an animal. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was also like early 2000s when I heard all this shit. So who knows now? But okay. All right. Awesome. What is favorite food, period? And favorite food that you can't get here that you can only get on tour? Um, Favorite food period. That's a tough one, man. Um, fuck. I guess I'm just going to go Mexican food just from my stoner roots. Um, I don't really smoke. I don't smoke pot anymore. But um, back in the day, just nothing, nothing better than a super burrito when you're freshly stoned. Um, and I, I remember and I lived next to actually still kind of live next to the Taqueria Los Gordos in, in Aptos. And when that first opened um, outside of high school, I was just calling I six eight eight nine one nine one. I was calling that like every day, just like boom, like have my stuff ready, boom, pick up. And I just I gained like I think forty pounds in like a year just going there. I was going there daily almost. Yeah, that they're in Snow White. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's a hard one. Probably I just I'll, I'll keep it Mexican. Every time Trina and I are in Santa Cruz, we have to get a milkshake. Yep. From there, dude. The, those chocolate malts are just. So good. Their, their fries changed, which kind of bummed me out because yeah. the fries were my fries were my favorite. Actually, they were my favorite fries in Santa Cruz, and then they changed owners and it's yeah. a different style now. But they still have the good, just traditional shitty corn dog. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Like, there's just I love that. About, I love that move. Uh, there's just something about that kind of corn dog. Like, I don't want a fancy corn dog. I want the one that you can't tell if it was in an air fryer or a microwave. I want that's the one I want. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. Same way. Sick. Okay, sick. All right, favorite food that you can only get on tour. Oh, or like it can be a restaurant or a chain or whatever. Probably the best food I've ever had. I mean, you can get it here, but um, it's there's between two things. So there's poutine over in uh, Montreal, um, which yeah, with the gravy, with cheese curds and fries. That that is up there. Um with you know it's kind of a delicacy that you just always get and had like nine thousand calories and you'd be drunk and add to the pile that's the best but, thing uh, or like if you want oh, to not man. be hung over you eat the biggest thing of poutine you can and you'll you'll feel like shit in the morning but it won't be from being hung over it'll just be <laughs> because you have so you have like a so baby diarrhea yeah <laughs> um and then probably the overall best food that i've ever had um like a I guess because of location, it would be just like a legit Philly cheesesteak from either Gina's or Pat's or, um, or just even hole in the wall places. Um, there's, you know, you go talk to the locals in Philly and they're just like, mm -hmm. fuck Gino's and Pat's, go to blah, blah, blahs. And then you yeah. go to blah, blah, blahs. And it's like fucking amazing. And we've even had Bill and I one time were at a gas station and we were just like, they, they were selling Phillies at this gas station. We're like, let's just fucking try it. We were like on this like Philly tasting mission. Like we mm -hmm. want to taste every Philly we could. And this gas station, like in the middle of Florida or something, like had the best one we've ever had. So, Dude. you um, want to know, know what's crazy about that? I lived in New Mexico for a couple of years. You might remember that. I think, uh, you know, the funny thing that you haven't connected is that I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I did not know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, I lived in Las Cruces for a couple of years. That's okay. Where my folks retired. I had to move out there and help my dad with some health stuff. Um, yeah. 
they have a, a chain literally called Santa Fe Grill. Okay. And they only exist inside gas stations. Okay. And it, when I first moved there, I would not eat there. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting a gas station burrito. Gas station food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, hands down, <laughs> like, yeah. if you want, like, a big honking chunky boy burrito. Yeah. they have, Dude, they literally have, like, 50-something different flavor options. Damn. Here's a New Mexico question for you. Red or green? You're talking about chilies or sauce? Yeah, yeah, chili. Green. Because you got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's not even a question. I don't even like super hot stuff, and I will eat the hot green chili because it's you just and it like it has to be from Hatch, dude. Somebody told yeah, me yeah. somebody bought me some green chili, some like you know canned green chili from somewhere, and I was oh, like, yeah, that's nice not place. from Hatch. I'm, I'm you go to fucking McDonald's at any place in New Mexico, and they have green chili cheeseburgers. Go to Wendy's, green chili mm-hmm, cheeseburgers, like mm-hmm. green chilies on everything on the menu there. Um, but the cool thing about green chili there is like it's it's their thing so you go to a certain breakfast place they have so-and-so's farms truly that you don't never yep. heard of but it's fucking amazing it's like fresh there's, there's actually actually hatch farms like the the yeah hatch green chili you can yeah. order the freeze-dried bags oh yeah now and over no, my dad sends too. my dad sends them to me my dad Dude, sends yes. me he sends me jars there's this it's a santa fe roasted green chili in a jar mm-hmm. Um, and there's Sadie's and stuff, which is like yeah. a big chain out there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like he sends me like those all the time. And I just, I go through like, he'll send me like five jars of the green chili and I'll, I'll dust them. I'll dust like five in like a month. Like <laughs> green you know. chili, mac and cheese, I think is my favorite green chili. Hell yeah. Thing. Fuck yeah. I, yeah. I like it on everything, man. I like it on pizza. I like it on, I mean, on burritos and on burgers. I love it in burgers. Oh, it's, dude, yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, my mouth is watering. To, oh god that's my favorite food my favorite food is new mexican food with green chili on it like a, a new mexican silpapilla chicken Ooh. silpapilla from sadie's with uh with yeah that's what that's probably my favorite food and i eat i go visit out there because my family still lives out there too i go visit out there and i just i am constipated for three days when i get there always and then because yeah. my stomach's like what the fuck is all this and then finally like you know stuff starts coming out again and i get back to normal i love it, I love it. okay <laughs> Two more questions and then and then you're free, yeah. my friend. Okay. Sheets or Wawa? Wawa. That's a trick question. Just so you know, you're wrong. Sheets. I was at Sheets in in uh in uh Kansas City in October. The, the reason you're wrong is because it's because the answer is Bucky's. Okay. You know, it's funny. I was, uh, my Uber was taking us and all they could talk about was sheets. Like we were talking about like, where's the cool place to go hang out and party. They're like, yeah, that's cool and all. But dude, have you been to sheets, dude? My son works at sheets. Like sheets is the shit. They were just like, all they would talk about was like, they're like, my friends go hang out at sheets. Like we should, like sheets is like the spot, dude. That's <laughs> like, awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> it was like a sheet spokesperson, oh my but, uh, Bucky's I've, I feel like I've been there. Um, Wawa is just, um, whenever we'd go with our old drummer Samus, who does actually doing really well on YouTube right now, um, he basically lived right across the street from one, and we would just go there and a little touch screen and get like the awesome best food. I mean, for a gas station, I don't want to say best food because that Philly cheesesteak took the cake, but just for like a <laughs> chain, like a real like a a chain that's like a consistent. You know, it's like always consistent. Right. Yeah. But okay. Uh, all right. Last question. This is the tough one. Okay. If you've watched if you've watched any of my episodes all the way through, you know what it is. If you haven't, you don't know, and that's fine. What is something so you know, like I like to do this show because 
as you said, like the first time you met me, I was in like show mode. We call that pen up Joel. That's what we call that. Okay. 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 Like my friend group that like you, like I want to pull the curtain back. So people get to know there's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like there's, 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 you know, normal drunk party, Joel, and there's pen up Joel and somewhere in the middle is me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So like, so I like people to get to know me. I like people to get to know, know my guests. I got to know a lot about you today. You know, being in a music scene or someone on a, with a podcast or in a band or what have you not, there's always something we don't put on the internet. There's always something, or that's not super obvious. Like what is like a hobby or a personality trait or like a characteristic that you have that you wish more people knew about? Oh man. Um, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, this could sound kind of, I don't want to, I don't really talk, like talking about myself, but I, I really pride myself in my adaptation to multiple different kinds of humans. I don't know if that, that came out wrong. I really deal, I can, I'm really good at dealing with many different facets or I don't know, I'm completely bombing this. You many different people, types of humans. You like, read uh, people very well? I read people very well. And I feel like um, that's, you know, with my work, like I have a job that's way above, like paying me way too much for, for what I feel my skill level is. Um, and I feel like many people are more qualified for my job. I work in IT um, and way more technical people that are way smarter than me. But I feel like um, just my humor and adaptation has kind of gotten me the, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm at and why I'm so in with this place. But I, you know, I think just, I like to laugh at everything. I'm always joking, probably to a fault um, with relationships and stuff. I kind of sometimes will just be joking constantly. Too much, and too much. yeah, I, too much. I, there's there's, there's I a line. I understand. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> there's a line. I'll, I'll, I love joking about things that are awkward and, and not the time to joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love testing those waters with people. Um, most people respond well. I've had some some negative responses. Um, it happens. Yeah, I just feel like my. I, I feel like I'm. I'm a. I feel like I'm a funny guy. I feel like I'm pretty funny. Um, and I feel like that's a. That's pretty much my. My only trait I could say that maybe people don't really know about me. But um, okay, I like, I like to that. laugh and I like to fart and just all the dumb stuff. I love. I love dumb stuff. I'm really into dumb. That's fine. That's acceptable. That's, uh, football. I'm really in sports. I love sports. Oh, there you go. There you go. Football. Okay. Football. Football. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, I'm a humong- I fly out to Kansas City. I do like nor- like ridiculous stuff like that, and just to watch a football game. And uh, really, I'm just obsessed with it. Hey, so everybody. Everybody's got something, dude. It's. I love the Sharks. You know that. I love the Sharks. Um, well, not yeah. this year. Not this year. I mean, I still watch them, but yeah, no, it's in the Warriors. Same thing. Um, yeah, cool. They're they're about 500 right now they're they're not anywhere near the dominant team they used to be but still got steph curry and stuff and you know sharks still got marlo and, and things that are yeah. in like some things that are fun and didn't know. steph just set a new record or something he just was scoring like crazy he was he scored he hit 73 three-pointers in 10 games which is like ridiculous it's like no one's ever done anything like that yeah i know they were like they like we were, we were eating somewhere last week and like on the wall on the you know one of the tvs was on and it was like steph broke like the braun and like jordan's record for like points in yeah yeah maybe it was the three-point thing i don't fucking know but it was most it was most like like most 40 point games in a stretch or something like yeah, that. I yeah, I think that's was, what it was. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. He was, and it's, and he's like leaps and bounds over them, which is like, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Which is funny. Cause everybody just talks about LeBron this LeBron that it's like, dude, they're way 
way better players alive still that it, that actually play the game as well that you could be talking yeah. about. Well, Steph is actually in the running for MVP right now. I think he's in the top three right now. So that's good. That's good, good for him. He deserves yeah, yeah. that. So okay. For sure. Well, you know what, Joel? Thank you for being on the Thanks, show. Man. I appreciate number, it. Number one. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, everybody, Joel from Odious Morden, the Cali Death Podcast. I already plugged your band when you were taking a piss, Joel. So I told cool. everybody to check the band out. Um, where can everybody find you on the internet? Um, just Facebook um, under Jelodius with our Instagram, Jelodius or Facebook. So it's Joel Odious. And then, uh, and then real quick, I'm um, something I probably should have mentioned. Me, Riley from, and uh, Carrie, Trevor, and Casey are starting a prog rock band um, oh, called All Realm. Called All Realm. So that's um, going to be recorded hopefully this year too. Um, it's starting from scratch. So there's not really anything to show anyone, but it's coming. That'll be sick. That sounds like, that sounds like something that'll be right up my alley. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, Joel. And Kelly uh, Death Podcast. Follow the yeah. Sorry. Follow that. <laughs> what, what is, do you have socials for that or is it just on Facebook? Yeah. Or, it's Kelly Death Podcast. Just, just Facebook it. Um, you, if you search it on YouTube, it's just Kelly Death Podcast. It'd be Instagram, Kelly Death Podcast, Facebook, Kelly Death Podcast. There we go. All that stuff. Cool. And I, I will link all that in the bottom. Fuck yeah. And the description for everybody. Uh, everybody, thanks for watching. Joel, thanks for being here. Don't forget, like and subscribe to my show. Do it. And then right after you do that, go do it to Cali Death Podcast. <laughs> or just fuck right off. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Just That's like it. one of the Joels. One of the Joels things. Just yeah. one of the, we'll yeah. take one. Just flip yeah. a coin. Like, like, you know, the story of Highlander that existed and then it stopped when Joels got involved. So, you know, like <laughs> I will never try to cut his head off with a broadsword. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. I you're appreciate wel- you're it. welcome. There's a few other Joels who I might try to behead, but you're not one of them. Yeah, yeah. We're in the cool Joel group. Yes, there you go. There you go. All right, everybody. But another episode of Joel Cupcake Live. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. I'll see you all on the fucking flip side. I don't know why I still say